Welcome to the Global Connection, a Tel Aviv University podcast. Journey with us as we discover how TAU's academic community and friends are engaging with and helping to shape this ever-changing world. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Global Connection. Today in the studio with me is Dr. Uri Binyamin Ram, who is a musicologist, composer, conductor, a former instructor of orchestral conducting at the Berlin University of the Arts, and a lecturer on music at Tel Aviv University. Uh, Uri completed his PhD at the Technical University of Berlin on tonality in Mozart's works. He has completed, published, and recorded many musical pieces, including um, completing fragments by Mozart, an oboe concerto in the style of Venetian Baroque, and a musical adaptation of Dante La Vida, uh, Dante's La Vida Nueva. Now, Dr. Rom also happens to be the head of the Buchmann Meta School of Music, which is one of the liveliest schools on TAU's campus. In fact, the school is now celebrating 20 years of giving and hosting concerts and lectures. And on that musical note, uh, welcome, Odi. Thanks so much, Anna, for this introduction and for inviting me here to this podcast. It's um, really fun talking about our music school. Um, Right. so you said just happened uh, just happens to be uh, uh, the head of the school. I think for me the most um, well important point was coming back to Tel Aviv to teach at this very very prestigious music school, which I know in the form of the Music Academy. Um, that's actually where I grew up, um, and the Music Academy Tel Aviv was the former phase. In that phase, it was actually founded uh, in 1945 by immigrants from Central Europe. Um, and actually the same people who founded the IPO, the Israel Philharmonic Orchestra, were also the first generation of uh, tutors and professors of music at this music academy, which wandered around about Tel Aviv. Um, well, there are many details I'm not going to enter into. Uh, we are on campus since, if I'm not mistaken, 1966. Okay. And I um, studied my music, stu- started my music studies and did them in the early 90s. Okay. Okay. And the people, the professors I was fortunate to study with, um, people like uh, Noam Sharif, the conductor and composer, the composer and theorist Isaac Sadai, Itzhak Sadai, and um, the um, composer and architect Ami Mayani, who actually built our concert hall, designed our current concert hall, the Clermont Hall, were among my professors. And just stepping into their shoes felt so awesome. Right. Um, right. So when I right. came after... Well, um, nearly 18 years abroad, I mainly spent time in Berlin. As you said, I taught orchestral conducting at uh, Berlin Universität der Künste, this um, okay. West Berlin School of Music. Um, this was a huge chance, uh, a fulfilling of a, a long-standing dream to come back home and just belong to this uh, faculty. Okay, okay. Uh, well, I, I would say you're probably a pretty good fit then to be head of the, the School of Music and Thanks. giving so, your... Well, it's a daily effort. It's a daily, you know, because this is a, such a complex school. We'll do lots of productions. You just mentioned our concert series. Um, we have uh, one of our main assets is the BMSM, the Buchmann Meta School of Music um, Symphony Orchestra. Mm-hmm. And in fact, what happened is that while I was abroad, I just heard it from, from far off and there were um, these times of crisis uh, in the noughties, uh, the financial crisis, and um, the music academy was really endangered. 
And that's where uh, Maestro Zubin Mehta, who is our current honorary president, uh, stepped in and brought with him his staunch friend, that's um, the Joseph Buchmann of Frankfurt, uh, the philanthropist, and together they forged this concept. And that's uh, the point where we became a school of music, which is really um, full of adventures and so many different um, departments and doing all sorts of uh, productions. But the main asset, I'd say, that's really the symphony orchestra. Okay. Okay. Um, and our symphony or orchestral training program, we are working very close with the IPO. That's part of this pact, which was forged at that right. time. The, the Israel, Israel Philharmonic Orchestra. Orchestra. And uh, there, uh, people are teaching at our place. For instance, uh, the flute uh, department is actually one person. That's the that's Guy Eshed. That's the principal flautist of the IPO. Okay. And the principal oboist to the Carmel and all the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we have our own professors. For instance, you need a um, larger strings department. So these are people who are really situated on campus that their um, professorships are um, at the Buchmann Meta, like Hillel Tsori, that's the head of our strings department, and Chagai Shacham, head of the um, violin class, and etc., etc. But, um, well, the symphony orchestra is fortunate enough to perform once a year at the Bronfman Auditorium. That's part of our agreement with the IPO. That's their house, actually. That's their home. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have this festive gala concert Every year, just save the date. It's um, 11th April okay. upcoming for okay. our upcoming uh, gala concert um, with Brahms and uh, Chopin first piano concerto. Okay. Um, right. So that's really performing at Israel's foremost concert venue. Okay. Um, well, I am well aware that you have lots going on and you've always had um, a lot of wonderful renowned musicians who join you for a period um, and also as you mentioned uh, who are working in the school of music as well Um, so you know you could depending on how you look at it you can go back to 1966 you can go back to the 1990s Uh, you've been with the school of music for a little while now Um, so for you what are what are some of the most notable um, events and accomplishments uh, from, from right. that time. Yes. Um, well, it's hard to count them because there's so many, um, so many peaks, you know. So, um, well, I just mentioned our annual gala concert. That was definitely the peak of the, um, uh, uh, the achievements of the orchestra yearly. Um, we've been doing this with uh, Maestro Zubin Mehta, our honorary president, but in the past three years, uh, four years actually, including the Corona period, the COVID period. Um, that's where uh, Lav Shani, the successor of Zubin Mehta, stepped in. Maestro Lav Shani, who is now designed to uh, go to conduct the Munich Philharmonic, so he's one of the rising stars on the uh, skies of uh, conducting careers. Um, he's our staunch friend. We actually communicate every few months. He's um, visiting us very often when he's in Israel. Okay. And um, so working with Lav Shani, I would say, is definitely also personally um, a very uh, important part of this um, and a very um, wonderful asset of of this um, position, just uh, working with one of the uh, grandest musicians nowadays and who manages to fascinate the young generation. People just, uh, you know, 
look to him and and uh, realize whatever he wants and he wants a lot he's very exacting there is not one phrase he doesn't work on until he's really satisfied maybe we'd like to hear a little from our gala concert uh, of um, two years ago with Debussy's La Mer where Lav Shani uh, really brought our orchestra to um, well unprecedented heights with this wonderful piece by Debussy one of the earliest piece of pieces of um, well modernism or French modernism um, at the beginning of the 20th century okay that would be wonderful you What a, what a wonderfully triumphant and energetic piece right. of music. And that's only the first movement. You okay. know, it sort of builds up towards the third, which is havoc and, and energy and explosions. And, and this, because he's really describing, Debussy was, uh, um, grew up with the idea of, of uh, water of sea. And that's something, um, something which appears also in his uh, piano music. And that's one of his orchestral masterpieces where he really celebrates this kind of uh, pointillistic um, description of scenes. Um, well, I call it modernism, although people would say that that's impressionism, but I think he's already paved the way for Stravinsky to come and for the other true modernist who came directly after him and learned so much from him. Okay. Um, okay. Yes, so that's one of the things uh, um, Lavni really excels in this uh, modern classics, and uh, we right. were so fortunate to do this with him. Right. Um, so the music students who are in the program, uh, then they, they have the luck of being able to work towards performances like these. Um, can you talk a little bit more about the programs and the courses that are on offer through the, the School right. of Music? Okay, I don't want to bore you because we have so many courses, but I'll, I'll pick up the, uh, the, the cherry pick. Right. Okay. So, um, right. I mentioned, of course, the orchestral instruments um, because the school in its new format was built or clustered around this idea of orchestral training program. And I just mentioned that, um, again, to, through the work with the Israel Philharmonic Orchestra, we manage also to supply them with our players. So actually they have some kind of practicum throughout their studies. The really good ones are allowed to play together with them. Some of them do after this internship. Okay. Uh, thanks to the very generous support of the Colton family. There, is, there are several um, internship positions uh, which are very um, well selected. The best of the best are allowed to play with them. And uh, But I don't want to neglect the other um, departments, for, in, for instance, I did a conducting studies, uh, a conducting uh, course of studies uh, in the early 90s. 
And I'm very proud to say that our conducting department is uh, flourishing. We're trying to give our um, conductors lots of opportunities. For instance, they conduct not only the um, our school orchestra, but they we also invite in every year another orchestra just for the sake of the conducting students to do a whole concert of their own. So recently we had the Camerata last year. This year we're going to have the Haifa Symphony Orchestra playing Tchaikovsky Fifth Symphony. So as a conducting student, that's exactly the best placement you could think of. Okay. And we also had uh, in the course of the, let's say, 10 la- uh, recent years, uh, people coming from abroad to study conducting, uh, which we offer um, only as a master's degree. Okay. Because in the... You know, the, the, um, in the uh, bachelor degree, conductor study, for instance, co- together with composers, that's lots of music theory. By the way, that's my field, music theory, musicology, that's what I teach. Right. Um, right. So I'm very fortunate to, um, to be able to teach some of the most brilliant young musicians uh, from Israel um, who learn. I teach what you'd call historical composition uh, because we do believe that's our credo um, at the Tel Aviv University. That's one of the very few uh, composition departments which still believes that you cannot write new things without really knowing the older styles, really getting your skills polished um, and understand how Mozart and Bach and Chopin wrote their pieces. Okay. So that's okay. Uh, one of my greatest um, enjoyments to just uh, explore with students these old styles and see that they're not old and brittle at all. Right. They're very vivid and right. people write in my class, right. for instance, um, a set of mazurkas every year okay. and we perform okay. them too. So okay. that's um, okay. some, some things that we do at our music theory department. Um, we have a thriving um, piano department and um, it also connects with us, with the many international students who come to study with our very well-known faculty. Um, so I just brought one excerpt of one of our um, graduates who is doing exceptionally well. That's Ilya Ovcharenko, mm-hmm. um, a, U- a Ukrainian guy, a pianist who is now winning, well, competitions all over the place. I don't even remember in, in New York and and. Um, in, in Europe, um, Sal Corto, he appeared already. And he's a piano student um, with uh, Professor Arik Vardi, Arya Vardi, laureate of the Israel Prize, and um, one of our veteran pianists. He really, I don't know how many generations of pianists he brought up. Um, so um, I brought an excerpt where Ilya plays a... A uh, short, uh, wonderful sonata by Domenico Scarlatti in E major K20. And that's, um, that was actually a mock uh, Arthur Rubinstein competition because uh, of COVID, they had to cancel the official one. And then uh, my predecessor is uh, also the founder of the music school in its current format, Professor Tomalev of the piano department, just initiated a, well, uh, replacement competition. So we just um, gave um, some guests and our students the opportunity to play recitals. Okay. So let's listen to just a few uh, seconds or a minute of this wonderful Domenico Scarlatti in this crystal clear performance of Ilya Ovcharenko. All right.
I can imagine uh, his fingers dancing around the piano. Um, so you mentioned he's he's a student from Ukraine then? Yes. Okay. Originally, but now I think he's just traveling around right. and giving concerts everywhere. He's one of the most, um, um, well, of the biggest successes among our um, alumni. And uh, we're looking forward. Uh, it was a pleasure to have him at, in our um international program for outstanding musicians okay which is already celebrating how many years it started in 2008 okay where you so 2008 you introduced the international now i know you have a bachelor's program and a master's program that's true so which one began in 2008 it was the, the masters. well both of them both actually of them. Okay. the idea was no the idea was to open just specific tracks um for instance as i said composition track um It's so fraught with courses, you can't open it in, in English as well. You, had, you, you need to f uh, have a double system. So okay. we just managed, ma made it possible for performance to have a bachelor and for practically everybody to have the master's. Okay, okay. Um, okay. Also the artist diploma, which is a sort of second, well, it's not a real second degree. It's something like you do after your bachelor. Okay. And we have around at every, any given point um, around 40 international students from all over the world. And we were really very happy to bring together. It was very, very tough, but um, they sort of, we showed that Russians and Ukrainians can live in the dorms together even. Okay, okay. Um, it was difficult for both parties, but uh, sort of music brought them together. They played okay. also chamber music, for instance, together. Right, right. the global language. That's music, the global right? language. I think that's the peacemaking language after all. That's the, that's the hope. And uh, we have people from Brazil and from the UK sometimes, uh, several uh, Americans, so um, from Turkey, from actually from everywhere. Okay. And um, that's also a program which is now supported by our, um, well, our, our patron, uh, after whom we also call our school. That's Joseph Buchmann, the philanthropist, um, the businessman from Frankfurt, right. who helped, as I said, um, Maestro Meta to found this school in the current format in this uh, thriving concept. And um, so the idea is that uh, they get uh, tuition free. Okay. And in, we support them with housing and um, life expenses as far as we can. Okay. So um, actually, I brought with me, we have a very nice brochure. You can find it online. So that's our international program for outstanding musicians and we were looking forward uh, to welcome people from all over the world as okay. we have been doing for okay. a while. So the idea is try to have as much covered so when they're here they can just focus on the music and... Exactly. Okay. Um, and they're very high level, they're very, they're cherry picked, uh, they have to um, do very well on their auditions okay. and uh, yes and we mainly have really as I said several real stars. Right. There is right. another star uh, who just won the uh, international Bartok competition of Hungary. Um, and that's a wonderful violinist. I was lucky enough to teach music theory. She was also a very brilliant theorist. Uh, Lilia Puccitari. Okay. Um, her brother also did the program and stayed here as a concertmaster of the IPO. So some of them also just well, stay here and become Israelis. Uh, but she went back to Europe and she just won this competition. And uh, when she was here, she was part of a very prestigious um, project, which is the Gertler String Quartet. That's a um, the representative chamber music formation of the music school. 
um, they work, uh, they get um, extra um, extra scholarship to be able to concentrate. They work very hard. They rehearse twice a week and they produce a whole concert program with which they even tour Israel. They play at several points in Israel, sometimes even in uh, former years we were able before COVID. They even went abroad. I hope we come back to sending them abroad again. Right. 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 So uh, there is a nice, uh, just a uh, um, very short excerpt from Schubert's String Quintet, where the Gertler String Quartet, led by Lilia Pogitari, with uh, Marta Sicora playing second violin, uh, Jose Batista Junior, uh, uh, the Brazilian violist, and my Andy, the Israeli cellist, so you see everybody meets together, with their mentor. Mentor is Felix Nemirovsky, a cellist of the Israel Philharmonic Orchestra, who trains them, and here he performs together with them. And that's the second movement, the beginning of the second movement, the celestial second movement, which Arthur Rubinstein actually wanted to be played in his funeral of uh, Schubert's okay. string quintet. Okay. That was absolutely beautiful. Um, you can understand why Arthur Rubinstein wanted exactly this movement to be played on his... I, 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 I do, I do. Uh, I, I do understand that you have a pretty amazing lineup of performances coming up for the 2023-2024 season. Um, so I, I'd love to hear about some of the, the future music performances that will be happening here. That's grand. Yes, sure. Well, it's actually our uh, 20s season right. uh, so this right. um, uh, subscription concert named after Yechiel Benzvi um, who actually initiated it he was part of the uh, administration of the entire Tel Aviv University um, and uh, also donated a lot uh, towards uh, in installing this um, um, concert series uh, we're celebrating this 20th uh, season this um, endeavor was um, also founded by Tomer Lev, who founded the school. It was more or less simultaneously, just a few years before uh, the school was formed in its current uh, format. And, well, I'm just waving here in front of the camera our new uh, booklet. Um, the name of the concert season is Tzlilim Tzlulim, Crystal Clear Sounds because we all have the feeling of a need of clarity, a need of purity, and and uh, the power of music to bring this back into our lives. And, well, that's our uh, concert schedule. We have um, actually six series. Uh, this There is the orchestral series where our PMSM Symphony Orchestra is playing. There is a vocal. Um, I'll come back to this in a second. There is the piano series directed by Professor Tom Lev and uh, Chamber, directed by Asaf Zohar and Anon Erez. Both of them are pianists in our um, piano, on our piano faculty. 
Um, there is a, a new Baroque series. I was very lucky to install last year together with um, a colleague of mine. We studied together here in the 90s, Katy Debrezzani. She's doing an amazing career as a Baroque violinist in London. She actually played at Charles Coronation with her orchestra. That's okay. the, um, okay. uh, the British, uh, the English Baroque soloists. It's one of the most important Baroque orchestras uh, around the world. Um, and she's the leader, and, but she also has a um, uh, warm place for Israel, for her music academy where she studied. So I was able and very happy to bring her back to teach with us and start a pilot Baroque program which is, you know, it's, it's mainstream all around the world, um, what you call historically informed performance and uh, playing on Baroque, uh, on, on, on period instruments. And now we're starting with just uh, last season, we started with this. So okay. we have three concerts with her upcoming in this season. Um, we have a new collaboration. You spoke about uh, peaks and special events. So we're celebrating a second season of collaborating with the Israel uh, contemporary players. They're coming to play, um, well, canonical repertoire of, of really, truly modern music created, let's say, in the space of the last 50 years. And the, the compositions of our music uh, students, of our composition students. And that's an incredible, you know, it's, uh, um, it's such a, a wonderful symbiosis to bring these things together. Mm -hmm. And we have special concerts, including an homage to Jonathan Geffen, who passed away um, just recently with his um, uh, with settings to music of his poems for children and everything. So it's going to be a very, very um, rich, a very, very exciting concert season. And uh, we're looking forward, as I said, the peak of the orchestral program will be in April with Lav Shani at the Bronfman Auditorium uh, with the gala concert. Okay, okay, wonderful. Now, I, we've, we've talked a fair bit about the, the School of Music, um, and usually I like to ask a few questions about the person in front of me, too. Um, so I know you are a composer, um, but you also work on music theory. Um, so can you talk a little bit about um, your own work and what, what inspires you, and, and even working on the, the two, because they can be disparate, but, you know, they... They come together in different ways as well, theory and composition. Definitely, right. So um, as a uh, um, music researcher, I started working uh, when I was in Berlin already and teaching, conducting and doing concerts, um, concentrating on Mozart's music. So as you mentioned before, uh, my um, main theme was the treatment of keys by Mozart. And um, I suddenly found a way that the keys in Mozart are really keys to his music. So the way he writes in D major or in E flat major, it's totally different. And not just because it's transposed, because for layman, it would sound the same. Okay. But for Mozart, um, it would be two worlds and he would comp uh, compose completely different music. And this also has to do some something to do with the ideas of key characteristics of the 18th century, but I found some very specific traits of this in Mozart. Um, so I went, uh, so one, I would say one branch of my creative activity is just getting inspiration but what, by, from what I research into. Um, so um, as you mentioned, I did completion of several Mozart fragments. 
Um, I'm going to present something also in a concert uh, in the um, chamber music series next year. And uh, my recent project was actually trying to write a whole piano concerto in Mozart style. Okay, um, ambitious. It's very ambitious. I'm not sure it's, well, it's not Mozart in the end, but uh, you know, it's, it's sort of my adventure um, researching and hearing into his music and sort of um, trying to um, get out of this something which is also my own and something personal. So I just brought 30 seconds of a teaser. We might wish Wonderful. to listen to this. Great, great. So that was just a snippet of the second and the third movement, okay. uh, only the okay. themes, uh, as I said, a teaser. And you, you mentioned you're performing next year then? The... Um, no, another thing, something that is a fantasy uh, okay. uh, in, in F okay. minor. Okay. Mozart left incredibly enough um, over 150 unfinished works, fragments. Okay. The okay. best known is, of course, the Requiem. Which right. he didn't finish for a very simple reason. He just died in the middle. Right. Uh, but right. he he envisioned even the end of it. We know that he actually knew how it's going to end. Right. But he never got there. Well, I I kind of love the idea of um, music compositions that are unfinished and musicians today taking them up and you know continuing this conversation, this musical conversation. Right. I think time. that make, makes them so much. Uh, it's it's a different way to treat music. It's not just like a law you get. No, from above, it's something that you're invited to look into and communicate with. Right. So I think m much of my music is actually dialogue with the music of the past. It's very important uh, to me. Of course, um, that's not the way my music normally sounds. I don't write things just in style of, but I did some things also, I'd call it a postmodern style where I sort of, uh, you know, we are in the advantage of having all the music in the world, well, not all of it, but much of the music of the past, just at the tip of our fingers. Right. And right. I think right. that um, more than inv inventing the wheel anew, just inventing a whole new style, uh, my urge is sort of making this different persona okay. communicate okay. with one another. So my music, my own one, is, is very chaotic and it brings people from the Baroque and people from the classical and people from the modern time okay. just to speak together. It really is a conversation. Definitely. I think it is. Yeah. Music is in a way a language, of course, in a very different way. But uh, And this is something that I don't even want to research into, you know, because uh, okay. when you research something, uh, what I did with Mozart, you actually understand things and then you sort of know the end, the bottom line of it. Right, and right. And when you try to create things, you never want to know the bottom line. Right, you right. You want to get confused. Right. So, right. Um, okay, you like to enter into the world and see what your reactions exactly. are. Exactly, so that's my strategy. Well, thank you very much, Ori, for that wonderful musical conversation uh, that we had. I learned a lot about the School of Music and um, about your own work, too. Thanks so much, Anna. It has been fun. <laughs>